Percy, we've all heard it said, do you know your rights, and how important is it to know them? How does the school of thought apply to someone dealing with a challenge of sickness and disease, though? Well, my friend, particularly from a spiritual perspective, do we really know the rights we have from God? And how do we access them for our benefit when under duress? Today, let's you and I pull up a chair and unpack this school of thought and talk about it. Yeah, let's discuss what rights we have from God when dealing with sickness and disease. Stay with us. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Here we go with health, hope, and inspiration. Welcome. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. This is going to be the kind of program that, uh, you know, you can take some notes on, but um, we're going to offer this as a resource as well, Percy. We are, yeah. We're going to have some things that's going to be able to be printed and downloaded that'll help people follow along with this school of thought later on, and we'll attach that to the show Uh, when it goes out to them, and you'll be able to have access to that immediately. Well, the resource is called Your Godly Bill of Rights, and it's basically the notes from the conversation we're going to have today. So sit back and drink it in and listen and learn together, and then go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and download this resource, Your Godly Bill of Rights. And uh, as we go along here, you'll see why that's so very, very important. How are you doing today, Percy, by the way? I am well, my friend. I am blessed and highly favored. How about you, sir? <laughs> the same. Ditto. <laughs> All right. Very good. Oh, we have a question we'd like to pose to our listeners. We do this uh, every week on the program, and believe me, it's very helpful, very beneficial when you reply, and we get to read those replies, and we get to use them to shape future programs. So do you want to share this week's question? Yes, sir. The question for today is, how has your relationship with God grown while dealing with a journey of sickness and disease. How has your relationship with God grown while dealing with a journey of sickness and disease? And you can go to our website Mm -hmm. and hit the connect button and it'll drop down and you can put your answer right there and submit it to us. We wanna hear from you, please respond and let's interact. I'd like to hear how you uh, you have grown as a result of anything that you've gone through, particularly with regard to sickness and disease with your relationship with God. Yeah, you're listening to the podcast, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Why don't you go to the website? That's the second part of the resource we offer, healthhopeandinspiration.com, where you can answer the question that Percy just posed, or you can also download that free resource, Your Godly Bill of Rights. All right, before we do anything else, why don't we turn to the scriptures? Well, let's start out and let's build a platform as we always do. We know that a house can't stand without a foundation. And so is it the case with regard to the schools of thought that we want to project today. And that is found, a spiritual nugget is found in Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Very familiar passage of scripture, but it's going to be important for today's conversation. And it reads as follows. This is God speaking to us. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I, being God, have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. This is 
the creator speaking to us. And he's giving us a multiple. I tell people this all the time, Wayne. He's giving us a multiple test question and then gives us the answer to the question. <laughs> oh, the best kind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So with that being said today, this is going to help to establish our school of thought with regard to exercising your rights from God. All right. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America with City of Hope or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, there's been a lot of discussion in the public square regarding what one's rights are and how and why one should be empowered to exercise those rights. Let's put it in terms of our health today. Let's let's talk about this. Well, yeah, and the, you know, and it has. We've we've seen a lot, you know, uh, protests and demonstrations, and you know, for various different causes, various different groups, saying that my rights, and you know, here's what I think I should be able to do, and et cetera, et cetera. Well, in the same context of thought. Of, of being able to assert and establish a right, uh, the same can be said and should also be said regarding our godly bill of rights with God. We want to talk about today what, what kind of rights did God say that we have hmm. and he has established and he has empowered us to exercise because a right, as you well know, Wayne, it's not beneficial to you if you don't know that you have them, nor <laughs> yeah. do you exercise yeah, them. you got to put it to use. Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, that that pertains to where we want to go with today's conversation. Okay. All right. Number one, to get and have a flight plan. Now, that's a right that you've identified, to get and have a flight plan. You've got to explain yourself here, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So with that, again, I'm using some kind of airline, airplane, um, you know, airport kind of metaphor here. And what what I'm trying to establish with this school of thought is – any time that you ever get on a plane to go anywhere, what you don't know is the pilot has got a flight plan. He has, a, he knows where he's going. He has coordinates and et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So with that, one should check with, and in order for him or her to uh, to be granted permission to take that plane off the runway and into flight, they have to check in with their air traffic control tower mm-hmm. to get that flight plan and to make sure that everything is correct and to coordinate takeoffs, landings, and ground traffic. Yeah, and by the way, I'm very grateful that they do that all that, right? <laughs> well, you know, here, what's interesting to me, and both you and I, we, we, we have done some extensive traveling in our ministry career. I'm amazed at the fact that as much air traffic that there is with all of the airports all over the world, that actually we have the the, the lower number of, of incidents and mm-hmm. accidents that we have. Yeah. But it's all because of coordination yes. uh, with a flight plan and, and checking in with the air traffic control tower. I have a dear friend of mine many years ago who worked uh, in the air traffic control tower in at the Milwaukee airport. Mm. And so he took me up and gave me a, a, a tour. And, and my mind was boggled yeah. at the amount of information that is coming in to the tower 
that three or four people are trying to uh, work through and coordinate and make sure that they're on the right runway and let's look out for flight number 625 that's on the West Wing Airport and blah, blah, blah. Well, with that being said, our lives are very much like that, Wayne. We have a lot of traffic in our life. Where There's a lot of things going on with regard, what should we do? When should we do it? When do we take off? Where are we going? Where are we headed? So with that, one of the rights that we have from God is that we have a right to a flight plan. We, you know, we're just not out here winging it. You know, if we can continue <laughs> to use that uh, that that language, you know, we shouldn't just jump in the car and it's like, well, I'll see where the car takes me today. No, you have to s- determine where you want to go. How long is it going to take you to get there, et cetera, et cetera. So with that, the first right that you have, particularly with dealing with any issue of sickness and disease, you have a right to a godly flight plan. Check in with the air traffic control tower to see what God has to say with regard to coordinates and takeoff and et cetera. And the scripture that we'll use to help, uh, you know, lock this school of thought down is Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2, but his delight his delight or his flight plan, let's use, change some language here, mm-hmm. but his flight plan is in the law of the Lord. What is it that God is saying to you about when, where, how, etc., who, etc.? So his delight or his flight plan is in the law of the Lord, and in his flight plan doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree. Now, notice the benefits of getting our godly flight plan, if you will. Okay. Verse 3. And he shall be or she shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. When we have our coordinates, when we know when we're supposed to land, when we're supposed to take off, uh, where we're supposed to go from God's perspective, we've checked in with the with the spiritual air traffic control tower to get our coordinates and directions. In many cases, in most cases, we shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. We shall be strong and rooted. Our leaves will not wither. Uh, we will bear fruit in our season and we will go forth and whatever we do will be prospered. And so it's important to know that God has told us we can check in with him. We can get some idea of what we should and should not do from him. Get your godly flight plan before you do anything. We have a right to that. Wayne. That's a great start here today. And again, all of these notes can be found in our resource, Your Godly Bill of Rights. You'll find that at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Okay, mm-hmm. that's number one. The number two right that we're talking about today. To uh, We have a right to establish marching orders that we that we give ourselves. Once we check into the air traffic control tower, then we get some marching orders that we can give ourselves. This is what we need to do. And so uh, wisely choose the words that you speak over yourself is the principle here. Mm-hmm. And again, being a, you know, now going into um, soon my third year of being a cancer survivor, one of the things that floods the consciousness of people when they're told that they have cancer or when they're under duress from any negative circumstance is all sorts of negative things that you start thinking or considering. And then if you process that, you will start speaking those out of your mouth. We have a right 
to establish marching orders. And, um, you know, I used to be in the Marine Corps many, many years ago, and that's another story for another day. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have questions about that, but I'll, I, I'll, I'm sure you do. I'll, I'll hold off. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I quickly said that's another story okay. for another day, because right. I know you. I know <laughs> okay. you. Like, give me a little insight about that. But one of the great things that drew me to wanting to go to the Marine Corps was uh, just the uh, the strength of the staff sergeants and the drill instructors who are very commanding with yeah. giving you a marching order. Legendary, right? That's a, I mean, legendary. <laughs> and again, it's 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 almost a, a, a beauty and work of art to sit and listen and watch, and then the precision of of a, a troop that that's formatted around the commands of those marching orders the same is true with regard to us we've got to give ourselves some marching orders wayne at some point when we are told x y and z then we have to say to ourselves this is where i'm going this is what i'm doing and we need to be clear about that so again we need to choose the words that we speak over ourselves wisely we need to be mindful of what we're saying and so the scripture that helps us here is proverbs 18 21 and it's simple and we know this scripture says that the power of life and death is in the tongue hmm. so as an example if you think that you're going to die you may probably start saying to yourself well when i die hmm. well this is going to kill me in some ways you may be actually speaking that into fruition over yourself wow. and this is a right that we have from god that we can speak over ourselves and we can give marching orders to ourselves now remember we get our marching orders from the control tower mm -hmm, okay so we're mm -hmm. not just arbitrarily yeah. saying something that's yeah, just we're not making into, it up right no 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 we we've got some instruction we've checked in uh, we've listened to the courtnesses and etc cetera, etc cetera. now we need to begin to give ourselves a marching order we have a right to tell ourselves that I am the blessed of the Lord that I believe that I'm going to live and not die I believe that the best is still yet to come for me I speak those things that be not as though they were you now I uh, have the, opportun the opportunity to start giving yourself some marching orders. And if you don't give yourself some marching orders, Wayne, watch this. Somebody oh, else will. That's true. Yep. That's Somebody true. else will start wow. speaking over you. So you've got to make a decision on what marching orders you're going to respond to. And you need to take ownership of what you are saying to yourself and about yourself. Excellent. All right. What's next on this list of key rights we have from God? Yeah, we're exercising our rights. Remember, we've got rights from God. And so the third right here is to be determined and not distracted. Now, this is going to be a little tricky, so stay with me. <laughs> okay. We have a right to be determined, not to be vague, you know, not to be kind of, you know, up and down. No, we have a right to be determined and not distracted. And the principle here is that one must maintain their focus and their objective. Uh, when we are out in the world, and let's just get back into the air, the cockpit of the airplane, mm -hmm. the pilot needs to be focused on where he's flying that plane. He Please, needs to make yeah, sure. It, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, we don't need him taking a nap. You know, no. we don't need him, you know, doing Sudoku or anything like that. That's not the time to do that. We need, we need the pilot to be very determined and focused and not distracted. And the principle that's at work here, particularly, again, now that I've walked this path, is that there's a lot of things that can distract you when you're told that you have cancer. There's a lot of things that 
begin to kind of crop up or can be set before you that if you're not careful, you begin to lose sight of what the goal and the objective is. Fear can start distracting you. You know, anxiety can begin to distract you. There's a lot of things that can put us into a state of distraction. But the Bible tells us, uh, and it's important, two scriptures, James 1 and 8, that a double-minded man is unstable, listen to this now, in all his ways and cannot expect to receive anything from God. Pretty direct. So when, yeah. yeah, very much so. So the word of God is clear to us. I need you, brother, sister, whoever you are, I need you to get locked in. I need you to get a singleness of thought with regard to your situation and your circumstance. And I need you to stay focused on that because a double-minded man is tossed to and fro, the Bible says, by every wind of doctrine or every belief system, every school of thought. And so, you know, when you're tossed to and fro, like on a boat, you crash up against the rocks. You need to be anchored and locked in. And so with that, uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his his ways and cannot expect to receive anything from God. And then Matthew 6, 22, the light of the body. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I haven't read it in a really long time. Okay. The, the light, listen to the language here and the metaphor, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye is single, thy whole body shall be full of light. All right, translate that for us. Yes, sir. So in other words, uh, the eye of the body, your eyes basically reflect light to your brain is is basically how that works and and then pulls off of images and pictures that the brain has stored in it. That's the reason why in Head Start and kindergarten, the first way that we start teaching colors and shapes is all through pictures so that those pictures then get housed and memorized. So the light that the eye is reflecting to the brain then pulls up those images. And so that's how we begin to associate an image with a concept. Well, the same thing is true with, you know, when we are walking from a spiritual perspective, if our eye is double, not single, in other words, if it's not fixed, if it's not focused, that's the single dynamic okay, I here. I see, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That then, therefore, uh, the, it says here, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye is single, then thy whole body will be full of light. Light here is a metaphor for truth. Okay. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we talk about, uh, I am the, the way, the truth, and the uh, life, or Jesus says that he is the light of the world is the scripture that I'm looking for. Well, light represents truth. Light represents life. Light represents hope. When we think about light in those contexts, we need to have the light of, of a single eye that is driving the images inside of us so that we are not double-minded, that we're not over here, we're not over there, but we're very locked in and we're very focused. It's one of the reasons why the scripture says that you should guard your heart, which also could be categorized as a metaphor of of, of your eye, because mm -hmm. your heart is where you have your consciousness, where you where you where you see and believe and imagine. Guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows uh, the issues of life. We have to be single in what is flowing into our consciousness and creating certain images in our thinking. So again, images of despair and hopelessness. Uh, I don't think I can do this. I can't make it. 
This is one of the reasons why it's so important to surround yourself with people who can encourage you in the faith, can kind of charge you up because there are days that we get a little tired, that we do get a little weary because, you know, we can get beat down by our circumstances so that we can get lined back up and have singleness of thought and singleness of belief. The light of the body is the eye. And if therefore thine eye is single, Thy whole body shall be full of light. We want the light of God's word, the light of God's truth, the light of God's hope filling our body, which potentially can trigger and signal to the body that we are fighting back. We are not giving in to this disease, that there is a way out of this situation, that tomorrow potentially can be a better day. Uh, I'm not the only one that has the, this type of cancer, et cetera, et cetera. It changes the dynamics, particularly of how people cope mentally and emotionally when being challenged by negative circumstances. And so we have a right to be determined and not distracted. Excellent. All right. Well, we have more of these rights that we're going to discuss with Percy here in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center and a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago and Phoenix, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Today, we're taking time on the podcast here with Percy McRae to talk about these key rights that we have from God. We've discussed several of them already, but I want to again mention, Percy, to our listeners that all of these are contained in the free resource called Your Godly Bill of Rights that we're offering on our website. And you can download this and print this and study the notes, Your Godly Bill of Rights at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Okay, let's get back to the list now, these important rights. So we left off on to be determined and not distracted. So we're going to now transition into principle number four or godly right number four. And that is not to leave the game until the final blow of the whistle. This <laughs> yeah. is, of course, a sports metaphor. Uh-huh. As an ex-athlete and basketball player. Uh, you, you never know, did this, right? You never left oh, the game before the whistle. No, 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 no. Because and you are trained as a, a young athlete that, you know, things could potentially shift and change that, you know, things may look a little bleak in the third quarter, but, you know, we still have a fourth quarter to play or et cetera. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, this is a sports metaphor, but this also applies to the game of life. And that is this, that remember, sometimes things may get worse before they get better. Oh, yeah. I've worked with many, many cancer patients that the first half, if you will, of the ball game was bleak or the first three quarters, you know, things just weren't going well. You know, things didn't appear to 
uh, to be uh, responding correctly to treatment or what have you. But then in that last inning or in that last moment of that, you know, that last quarter or whatever, things then shifted. So remember, sometimes things may get worse before they get better. And this is important from a cancer care perspective. That does not necessarily mean or represent that this is an indication of defeat, perhaps just delay. Right. And so I want everyone listening today to understand that you should not throw in the towel just because things are difficult or things have been challenging. And we've talked to several people and recorded several people on this platform that have stories of, you know, things were terrible, things were bad. We didn't know what else we were going to do. And then we we took a different direction. Things changed for us. And, and, and they ended up basically surviving a process and having a testimony to talk about it. So today I want you to be encouraged uh, that you have a right not to leave the game until the final blow of the whistle. We're fighting to the bitter end. You're going to fight to the bitter end and believe and trust God until there is nothing else yet you can do. And you're not going to allow your circumstances to dictate to you when you should do that. And so with that, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, and we know this scripture, but I'm going to put it in this context, for we walk by faith and not by sight, as one famous preacher in Los Angeles used to say at the end of every broadcast. You know, we walk by faith and not by sight because sometimes things look bad. Sometimes things look like that they're not going to work. But I'm here to suggest to you until you are satisfied that you have done everything that you know to do, that you've exhausted every option that you have available to you, you have a right not to leave the game until the final blow of the whistle. And no one has a right to kick you off the court before then. Do not allow them to do so. You leave the court or you leave the field of play when you are satisfied that you have done everything that you know to do or until the final blow of the whistle. You have a right to do that. This is rich. It, it really is. And thank you for putting this together. But you're not done yet. We, we also have the right to shelter. Let's talk about that for a moment. Well, when we're talking about sickness and disease, when we're talking about cancer, again, it's, it kind of dovetails off of the previous point. There may be times of storm. There may be times of turbulence and, and distress. Uh, black clouds are rolling in. It may look like it's a twister or a hurricane coming your way. Things may appear to be difficult in the times of shelter. And this is important. One must designate uh, or to access shelter from any potential storm. You have a right to access shelter. You have a right to go run and hide somewhere. And this is important. You're not hiding or running because you're afraid, but you're trying to find coverage for you. And anyone who has ever gone through, uh, I live in South Florida where, you know, there's a threat of a hurricane every year. They talk about know your evacuation plan, know the evacuation street, know your, your flood zones, uh, have a plan in place if you should have to move to higher ground or go to someplace where you can find, you know, safe place until the storm blows over. This is also true with regard to a, a journey of sickness and disease and dealing with cancer. You have a right to access shelter from any potential storm. One must designate and visit their place of emergency shelter for bad weather. And the scripture here that helps us, Wayne, Psalms 32 and 7. Thou, God, thou, being God, art my hiding place. God is our hiding place, yeah, thank goodness. Right. And thou shalt preserve me from the trouble. 
thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. And so, again, you know, uh, I recall, Wayne, when I went and visited Rome, and I, I don't, I'm not sure if you've gone to Rome. I have, I know yes. You, uh-huh. Okay. And I was pretty sure you had. Uh, I went into the catacombs. I did oh, a tour of the catacombs. One of my favorite places, yeah. Oh, it is, a, it is an unbelievable experience, to say the least. And, of course, what many may not know is that this is the underground burial area uh, in Italy where the uh, the church basically went underground yep. to hide from the persecution they held of secret services in the catacombs. Sure. That's exactly right. And uh, it was a place of shelter. It was a place of safety. It is OK for you to determine and understand that you have a right to shelter in any potential storm. And God is our hiding place. He is our pavilion. He said that we can hide under the shadow of the almighty God. Mm. And so you have a place of refuge that you can run and hide in the time of storm. And so today you are not homeless. You are not without safety. You are not without a safety net. God said that he would be with us even until the end of the ages and that he would never leave us and that he would never forsake us. And so, again, you have a right to access shelter from any potential All right. storm. Can we just pause and say thank you, God? <laughs> Maybe we can have a praise service uh, breakout here. What do you think? Yeah. Hallelujah. We can do that. Absolutely. <laughs> he is our because shelter. It's more, yeah, he yeah. is our shelter in the time of storm. And okay. that is such a reassurance to have when we are faced and standing in the midst of the winds that are trying to blow our house down, my friend. Yep. But wait, there's more. You've got one final right that we need to talk about. Yeah, this is a big one, and it's important because every cancer patient, no matter what your status, no matter what your condition, no matter where you are in the journey, this has to become part of uh, just kind of your natural reflex. We all, you all, have a right to always offer thanksgiving while you pursue your desire for living. Hmm. You always have a right to offer thanksgiving while you are pursuing your desire to live. So in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the storm, we have a right and we and it is actually a part of uh, being equipped because thanksgiving and praise to your previous point provides to us a certain energy and a certain mm-hmm. reassurance. I know that I've been in places at, at certain parts and times in my life where I was down and I was like, I'm not really sure what's going to happen, Lord. Uh, I'm a little bit confused here. Uh, you know, things are not going exactly the way that I thought that they were they were going to go. And I didn't know what else to do. I just started thanking God. I, I started praising him. I said, I know that you're there. I know that you hear me, Lord. I thank you for being part of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for uh, giving me purpose, even though I'm confused right now. And it really lifted my spirit and my countenance, even though I still was in a state of confusion. That answer didn't come till later. But being able to praise God and thank God helped to carry me. So after making a choice to live, you will most likely have to work through challenges along the way. Therefore, maintaining an attitude of gratitude will help keep you anchored while you're in your pursuit. And the scripture that helps us, Wayne, is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, that says, rejoice evermore. How many times? Evermore. (laughs) Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, in everything or all things, if I could just rewrite that a little bit, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Today, beloved, 
wherever you are in your process, I want you to continue to know that you have a right to thank God. And there will be people around you who will think you are losing your mind because mm-hmm. visually they'll say, I don't understand why, why this person is thanking God or giving God praise. They don't understand and they may not get this, but it is an internal power that also helps to sustain and keep you locked in while you are weathering the storm. And until uh, the season of your life changes, you have a right right now right where you are. As Wayne just said, we just need to just give God thanks and glory. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for this show. We thank you for those that are listening to this show. And we thank you that the best is still yet to come. That's the word that's going to stay on your lips, even when you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. And even when your circumstances do not suggest that things are getting better, you have a right always to thank God while you're pursuing your desire to live. Knowing your godly rights. And uh, that is so rich today. Thank you, Percy, for bringing it. Now, you're going to bring us a conclusion here in a moment. But let me point out again that if you go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, you can download the notes of what we just talked through. Your Godly Bill of Rights is available right now. Go there, download it, print it out, share it with others, study it, and I know you'll be blessed. Your Godly Bill of Rights at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And answer this week's question while you're at the website. How has your relationship with God grown while dealing with a journey of sickness and disease. We appreciate you taking time to answer our question this week. We will take the time to read those responses. All right, brother, thank you for this teaching today, but do you have a final word for us? The conclusion of the matter is this. Deuteronomy 30 and 19 told us, I call, God said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. After you make a decision, beloved, to live and you choose life because God told us we had a right to do so. As a matter of fact, he told us to do it. The conclusion of the matter is this, as a child of the Most High God, everyone has a right to choose their course of direction. Today, do not be afraid of the threat of a cancer diagnosis or any other negative circumstance. You look cancer straight in its eye and you dare to choose life because you have a right to have a game plan. You have a right to have your marching orders. You have a right uh, to determine not to be distracted. You have a right that you will not leave the game until the final blow of the whistle. You have the right to, uh, to know where your shelter is during a time of storm. You have a right to give thanks to God for the time, people, and opportunity that you have right now. These are your godly bill of rights and we can choose to exercise them accordingly without anyone's permission. That's Pastor P. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. One more time, the website, go there, take advantage of the resources, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Pastor, we'll see you next time, huh? We absolutely will. And remember, it's my right to come back and so is yours. (laughs) And so I'll see you soon, but we have work to do. So let's keep chopping the wood. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. 
We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.